this kinna means a little bit more to us than some of the previous kinnas. Because it's something that we can understand, it's something we can not relate to. But we even remember people, we know people that went through it. Or if we don't know people that went through it, we know people that their parents went through it. It's real. It was there, it just happened. There are people alive who can still remember it. And therefore when we have a kinna about Khurban Europe, the Holocaust, it means a little bit more, it connects us a little bit more to the reality. Because it wasn't too long ago. Khurban in Europe saw six million Yidden murdered. What Klal Yisrael would have looked like if that wouldn't have happened, a different Klal Yisrael. So many of the Goyim joined the different nations in the killing. Many allowed it to go on, didn't stop it. People watched with their own eyes their parents, their dear parents. Who wouldn't do anything for their parents? Their parents have done so much for them. What we wouldn't give, what we wouldn't do for our parents. And yet we saw, people saw with their own eyes, they were made to see their parents being beaten to death on the streets, being left there, lying their blood, oozing out, nothing to do, nowhere to go. The yin that went through this, were yidn that went through things that no human being should ever go through. It's something that became like a chilek of history, it's in the history books, but it's a mistake. It's not a history piece. It's the wrong attitude. We're still, we're still living with it, many of the minhagim that we lost, many of the things that we don't do, or because we got swept away, it was destroyed. With Khurban Europe. We have to realize what they went through. We have to realize what horrors they saw. People that couldn't eat. We complain. Oi, a few more hours to go. When are we going to break the fast? But Baruch Hashem, we're going to have our freshly squeezed orange juice and our bagels. We're going to have everything that we need. These people had nothing. These people spend their day wondering when they'll have a morsel of food with no homes to go to. The lucky ones had a place to sleep. The rest were dead, turned into soap. We realize how many tens of thousands of people still have numbers tattooed onto their arms. They can never forget. Roshim Schwab wrote this kina a very passionate way, very moving, that we have to make an effort to concentrate. As if we were in their position, people slaughtered like animals, people came from wonderful homes, children taken out of baby carriages and smashed to the floor, shed a tear for them. Think about what they went through. In Warsaw, there was a Yid from Lita, from Lithuania, who was an expert in metalworking. And because he was an expert in metalworking, it made him feel very important to the SS. And he was allowed to walk around freely and was given extra food. One day, 
This man sneaked into the cabin of the Kozenberger Rebbe, Revikiel Yudhi Albusdam, and he said, Rebbe, in my work, I have to be Mechalal Shabbos. Because of what I do, I have to be Mechalal Shabbos. He said, Rebbe, I want to transfer to a different group. I want to transfer to a group that has to carry heavy, heavy logs of wood, boulders. It's not an Isadaraisa, it's a Durabonon. Because it's only a Karamalis, it's not a Rishos Harabim. It's going to be hard work. They'll take away my privileges from me. But at least I won't have to be Mechal Shabbos. And the Rebbe said, how are you going to do this? And he said, very simple, I'm going to burn my hands with scalding water. So I will be unable to continue my delicate work with the metal work that the army want me to do. The Germans will have no use for me in the metal section and they'll have to transfer me to another group. The Rebbe said that carrying the boulders on his shoulders meant certain death. Many people were never able to hold out for more than a few days. And he said, I tried to convince this Yid not to put himself into such danger. But he insisted, no, I must keep Shabbos. I must do everything I can, only with great difficulty. Was I able to persuade him that as a metal worker, he was able to help many lives of other Yidin. And when he heard that, he said, okay, if I can help other Yidin, okay, that's what I'll do. Said the Rebbe, ah, unbelievable. The Rebbeinishim chose Klalisol, a Klalisol that even in the darkest times, even in times was so difficult. No, a Yid cannot be Mechalel Shabbos, even if it means he's going to die. This is what they went through. This is what they did. Our six-year-old child can turn to her father as she holds her father's hand and they walk together to the gas chambers and she turns to her father and says, Tati, do you think Mashiach is going to come? Is it really going to happen? And the father turns to the daughter and says, yes, yes, yes. Mashiach is going to come. They're walking to the gas chambers. Rahman Litzlam Raboisai. Rabbi Shalaylam. Two Yidden. A six-year-old child walks to the gas chambers and says, Rabbi Shalaylam, is Mashiach going to come? The amuna that they had. They, cl- they clung on to it. They held on to it for their dear lives. The amuna. On March the 6th, 2008, an Arab terrorist walked into Yeshiva America's Harav and murdered eight Yeshiva boys. What a tragedy, eight Yeshiva boys. Imagine sending your son to Yeshiva. He doesn't come home. What a tragedy. And the Yeshiva of America's Harav published a Sefer, Sefer Zikorin, and it was to give these tremendous neshamas, a little bit of le'ila nishmasam, tremendous sefer that's full of chizuk, and there's one letter there. There's a letter there, written by the mother of Avram David Moses, who was 16 years old, 16 years old, one of the eight kedoshim, one of the eight kedoshim that died that night, 
and she writes a letter to her son, Avram David. Sometimes <clears throat> I feel guilty for not feeling worse. Don't misunderstand me, I miss you terribly. And I miss the effect of your pure soul had in this world. Sometimes I fear I'll cause you suffering by not grieving more painfully. I know how much you love me. But as much as I still need you, you do not need me. Instead, as much as I can, the energy that I could expend feeling bad, I will channel into taking care of those precious Neshama that are still entrusted to me. Thank you for being my son. I love you. Ima. P.S. I want to thank Hashem for letting me be your mother. There is no greater gift than the gift of being a mother. But it means to lose a child, the unbearable pain. This was her urban bias. This was the inconsolable mother of the story of Rabbi Gamliel. Where Rabbi Gamliel said, take your pain, take the crying, and use it for the base of Mikdash. Imagine for a moment writing a letter to your child who was murdered in cold blood while he was doing what Akadosh Baruch told him to do. He was just learning. He was learning Torah. That was it. He was in Yeshiva. He was learning Akadosh Baruch's Torah. And he he got lost. Gamliel said, we take our pain, we take the pain of Klal Yisrael, and we channel it to the base of Mikdash. Because this kinna teaches us that if we would have a base of Mikdash, the Rabbani Shalom will bring it back. And there's still time, there's still hope. We're like that six year old child, we should be like that six year old child that says to her father, Is Mashiach coming? She still believes it could still happen. Never let go of that Amunah. Never for a moment in our lives let go of that incredible connection that we can have with the Rabbeinu Shalom, with the Shechina, with the Yiddishkeit. That's what this killer is. Take what happened to Klal Yisrael at one Tkufa, Chorban, Europe, and use it on Tisha B'Av, as Moshe said when they came to Moshe and they said we need a day to remember the Holocaust, to remember, to remember the six million Yidden that perished, that died, that lost their lives, that their lives were cut short. We need to remember them. Let's make a day. And Ramesha said, no, we don't need it. We have Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av is a day that every Tzorin, Klal Yisrael, the smallest to the biggest, it's all in today. It's all in right now. We must use the next few moments and the day that we have today, whether we're saying it, whether they're in the base of Medrash, or they're at home, to, to reflect upon what happened to Klal Yisrael, to reflect upon where they've got, what they've gone through, all the times that they've had, and to try and ask the Rabbi Shalom from the deepest place of your heart, it's enough, it's enough, it's finished, we can't do this anymore. We can't take it anymore. We can't hold on any longer. We're losing our grip. We're losing everything. We're burning them. It's enough. Take us out. Take us. Finish this golas. Bring back the Beisam Migdash. Bring us back the Shechina. Bring us back the Avoida. 
We want closeness to you. We want you, Rabbi Shalom. We chose you. You chose us. Bring us back. It's enough. Stop, stop. It's enough for the goddess. Thousands of years, okay. Take us back before it gets too late. That's what this killer represents. And that's what today is meant to represent. But there's hope. The hope is that we hold on to something. And as we remember Misa of Miriam, Miriam, the Torah tells us the tremendous idea that Miriam had Saras and Klali so waited a week for her to become better, for her to become Torah so they can continue on their way. A week, why? says Chazal. Because she waited an hour for Moshe Rabbeinu. Rabbi Isa, let me ask you a question. If your brother was being thrown into the river, you wouldn't want to see what happens? You wouldn't want to see what's the end, where's it going to end up, where's he going to be? What's the big deal? We all would have done the same thing. Miriam, wow, she waited for Moshe Rabbeinu, that's incredible. We all would have done the same thing. Kids, kids love looking to see the latest action. What's the big thing? And the answer is, we'll go look where her other sisters. Where's everybody else? Why only Miriam? The answer is, say the Svarim Akdoshim is because there was a, it was a generation of Yush. It was a generation where the Xera was Xera, throw all the males in. There's no leader of Klal Yisrael, we can't have a Moshe Rabbeinu. Throw them in and everybody was Mayayish. So when they threw a child into the river, nobody looked. Tzelva, Tzelva, we do what we have to do, we go weiter. Miriam, no, oh no. Miriam had hope. Miriam understood that there's going to be a Gula. Let me see what's going to be, what's going to end. And in that schos, in the schos of her hope, the Rebbe made all of Klal Yisrael wait. And we see that by the Shira. We see that when the Klal Yisrael came out of Mitzrayim, of all the hundreds of years that they were there, with tremendous, tremendous avoidance perach, they came out. And all of a sudden the Shira, Shira Sayam, beautiful. What did Chazal tell us? Miriam takes out her tambourine. She takes out her drum. Rabbi Isai, where did she get a drum from? It's by Yamsuf. Well, where is there a drum hanging around? Where did she get a drum from? Say them Mepharshim, when they were leaving Mitzrayim, they left Mitzrayim in such a rush that we know they didn't even allow for the bread to become chomets. Can you imagine what our Pesach cleaning would be looking like? If they would have waited just a few more minutes and it would have become chomets, to save ourselves from all of that, but no, they're in such a rush. And what's Miriam doing? I need a drum. I need to get our speaker. We need music. We're going to have a band. What are you doing? What's the matter with you? You're getting crazy. Now, at a time like this, yes. Because Miriam understood there's going to be a gola. You'll see the Rabbi Shalom will give us Yeshua more than just coming out of Mitzrayim. It's going to be bigger than that. And we're going to need a drum. We're going to need music. We're going to sing Shira. She had the hope. This is Miriam. She had hope for the future. That's what our hope is. When we read these kinnas, when we read the words, when we go through a day of Tisha B'Av, it's sad. It's very, very sad. But we live with the hope. We live with the amuna. That there's a Rabbani Shalom. Everything he does, just as correct, as exact, as perfect. And so we're here because of our Averis. But we're hoping, and we live in the hope, that the Rabbani Shalom will take us out. Will bring the Geula. Will give us the Bayish Lishi. And Be'ezah Hashem, 
in the remaining hours that we have will be'ez Hashem will be switched to sosa and v'simcha to a real money to how it's meant to be and be'ez Hashem all of us will be together dancing in front of the Beis HaMikdash in Hebrew Amenu Amen Azaychem Azchiyat Adam Kedoshah Be'ez Hashem Al Bechat Azim Shadim Yom